female entrepreneurs turned besties share on life, business, and the journey through the mess. Join their community with every new episode for connection, education, a few laughs, and the hype energy like a bathroom full of drunk girls at a bar. It's okay. We're We're friends friends now. now. Hey, it's Ashley. Hey, it's Katie. And Biz. And we're your friends now. Thanks for joining us this week as we're going to dive deep into what areas or arenas in your life um, you should have your ride or dies in. So we've talked a lot about how we're each other's friends and why that's important to us and how we found each other and whatnot. But we don't we haven't really gone into like outside of us. Right. And obviously, I mean, everybody's heard that whole saying before that um, you are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with the most. Um, So Katie and Ashley are two of my five. Right. Um, But there's three others and uh, in different areas. So the main three areas, I think everybody should have someone is family, friends and work. What do you guys think? Do y'all have, do you, do you think agree with those, those three buckets? Yeah. I mean, those are definitely your first three arenas that you should look at people that know you in different capacities and not everybody is working. Not everybody has super close families. Um, some people have families of choice that they've created and we all kind of have those arenas in some way, shape or form. So Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't have this standard, you know, like I don't call my parents for advice or whatever. And I have found family for sure. Um, And so, yeah, I think that those three are pretty solid and vital, you know, and you, if you think about it, you display yourself differently to all three a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And like how we talked about showing up before, right? Like showing up in your best shape in all of those arenas. And that's where, like, honestly, it was from that episode and the fear (laughs) from the (laughs) feedback that I've gotten from this that's made me become, like, hyper aware of the different arenas in my life um, and and become really mindful of who I have sitting in the first chair position um, and who's really, like, I'm really calling it the board of directors for my life (laughs) right now. really with it. And and I just want to talk about like how, how we identify those people. Like, can y'all like, before we go any further, like, can you guys think of like, when we talk about the five, like what five areas or five people there are um, in your lives? It's hard because I kind of have more than five. I I would say anything to say. (laughs) That is a very crazy thing to say. That is like, I believe that 100% too. But um, I'm really, I'm really excited to do this conversation though, because, um, as I think about it and where I get them from, I think it's because there's a couple people where collectively their voices are like one, mm. you know? Um, and so maybe I can get it down to five, um, just right off the top of my head. I can tell you like, obviously, do you want me to list my groups or? Well, yes. Yeah. List your groups. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So, um. I would say y'all, which also coincides with like another work, right? Like group chat that we have. Yeah. And so I would say like that's one group for sure. Um, and then I have 
This is another work-related one, but I count it as work and friends because I know these people through work, but they're like super close to me. Yeah. Um, so I have like another little group over here that's fun. Um, my husband obviously <laughs> is one of mine. Um, and then I have a mom chat that's uh, we all found each other when we were all pregnant. All of our babies were due at the same time. And we actually like... It was a Facebook group that has different groups for people who enjoy oh, this yeah. one podcast. <laughs> oh. There was there was one for people who like all listen to this podcast and have babies due in the same year. And then within that, I started a group for people due in the same month. And um, we've just like stuck together. Yeah. So they're like I'm for sure. Hyper niche. I know. Yeah. Shout out to the moms that I know. Y'all are the yeah. best. My little, <laughs> my really little are. head. My little hedgies, um, yeah, a few of them have worked with Biz, actually, and done deals with her. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> I, um, you know, y'all, as I'm talking about this, like, confession, I actually wrote this down from the last, like, seminar I went to as an exercise that I needed to do for myself and to really walk through because, you know, we're doing a lot of things with it. And, and I really am glad we're having this conversation because it's kind of cool, right? Like, I... I at first wanted to kind of challenge your thought process of there being like groups of people that you go to, right? Because the idea was to, to select your board of directors so you know yeah. like who to target. So it's like, who would you call in that group if you only got one call, you know, to yeah. like narrow it down? And at the same time, like we live in such a luxurious technologically savvy world, right? That like, I often refer to my friends as my pocket companions. Because, like, <laughs> I love style, that. Right. I mean, it's like, and, and we're so lucky to have the group that, that we do with like, you know, there's yeah. like 10, 12 people in there that at any point, you know, we all, we all know each other in our different resources. So like, yeah. But would you yeah. say, so how would you do that? Would you, Katie, would you go to like one specific person? Like if, if there was like one person, would anybody in that group work or would you still have like specific people you would go to? I think it's probably dependent on what I'm dealing with. Um, like I for sure have my go-to people when I'm considering an opportunity or, you know, things like, like I kind of have, and it's because I also know like, how I want to consider opportunities and those people have like, they know that part of me, they've been given permission um, to yeah. speak very frankly on it. And so like, those are the people I run it by, you know? So I think it's probably like who I've led in different areas of my life. That's so yeah. smart. I feel like sometimes we have a weird, like bias towards knowing who your friends are that will probably give you the answer you're looking for. So I think it's important when you're thinking about how you're building your board of directors that you're not just stacking it with people, you know, will tell you what you want to hear. Like you're like, we've made a joke about it on another episode, your enabler friends that will just be like, yes, yeah, you should do that. <laughs> yeah. Like I have um, one of the people on mine for sure. He tells me pretty frequently. Um, he's like, I'm not afraid to hurt your feelings. And yeah. I, I just think that that is so, so, so valuable. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the people who sit in those seats for me are either people who have said that, and I know it's true, or people who have called me out for things that aren't 
that I'm like not in alignment about before. Yeah. And they've proven that they're willing to have the hard conversations. It's like so hard for me <laughs> when I'm fired up to hear someone giving me criticism as like constructive <laughs> yeah. or like when they ask a question to dig deeper um, yeah. that yeah. I like to hear it in the loving tone that like to hear it from the place of love that it's coming right <laughs> like I yeah. get like hyper defensive of a good idea of like oh, something yes. like, really passionate and so I think it's I'm, I'm saying that because you said they have permission to give you that feedback. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's like, did you have a specific conversation with them? Or do you think that that's just kind of understood? And should we have conversations or just ask a question um, these days? You know, is it understood just because you came to them asking for advice? Like, yes, but you know, you see what I I'm think saying? It's, I, think I, more. I think it's probably like, continued conversations where I say I want your honest I want your honest thoughts on this or whatever and me asking them to be totally transparent I don't now always say like you have permission to be I, they they now expect to be <laughs> you know like yeah. I want to hear it and I mean um one of them he'll ask me oftentimes if I'm talking to him about something he says do you want coach or candor so do I want somebody who's going to listen to me then or who's going to sympathize with me or talk to me or whatever? Or do I want that like hard question, whatever? And if I choose candor, yeah. he's coming back with coach later, but he'll give me whatever I need in the moment. <laughs> I like that coaching candor better than solutions or support. Yeah, that's yeah. the way that I've said it in the past, but I like the coach or candor better. Um, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to switch that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, okay. Hang so, on. Before we move on, Ashley got yeah. real fired up about being defensive about a good idea. So you guys, you guys know that I always call myself like, uh, my ideal job is to just sit in a room and come up with ideas all day. Yeah. And my favorite thing to do is I will just email out and text out and message out ideas about things. I'm like, this would be great. This would be great. I think this is a great idea. Somebody should go do this. And I get so fired up about some stuff. My husband, if I went through and could go through our text messages easily, there's a text message that just says bees in all caps because it's like <laughs> this big idea I've had. And he's like trying to talk me through how it's not a good idea. And I'm like, no, but this, yes, because of this. Like, And I am like that with almost every single idea I have. I'm like, you know, this is a phenomenal idea. But there are some ideas that are probably not for me to take to completion and that I accept, but I will like never accept that it's a bad idea. I, okay. So I really, really love this about you. Like I, I have long admired people who just like, they feel confident and so free to think of things and like actually speak them. I actually truly admire it. But it's so funny because when you said that the other day, oh my gosh, I was thinking about how true it is that in our group chats and stuff, you are just like, you'll come in hot with an idea and like nobody's going to tell you no. But then, <laughs> Ashley, yeah, good luck. Because I don't Says think getting our pylons license. Well, yeah. like, let's so just. Say that again. I, <laughs> I don't think Biz saw this, 
you should pull up the text messages that we exchanged the other day because I said I need <laughs> what hang on wait okay now I, I gotta watch it again while you find that it's like the other so the other day I went to the chat with a handle because I was gr gonna grab a username gonna start another separate social media stuff for all of my pilot things and of course a lot of the pilot easy usernames are gone so I'm trying to come up with like okay a cute little branding thing something that's easy and recognizable and I was like okay I'm that realtor on social media so it should be that pilot which of course is gone so I'm like okay well I like to wear pink and that would be a great branding thing that pink pilot is available so I quickly shoot it out to the group chat and immediately someone's like, mm, I don't really love it. What about this? And everybody else is starting to chime in with what about this? Because again, everyone knows you can't just be like, no, <laughs> because I, just won't, I won't hear it. But, you know, everyone's trying to coach me into this and that. And then eventually I'm just like, I don't know. I gave it maybe 20 minutes and then I was like, Meh, we're just going to do it. <laughs> I just popped up and started following people from my new Instagram. I know. I got I got the follow notification. I was like, oh, she did it. Yep. Okay, I found it. So I okay. texted Ashley at seven o'clock at night and said, I feel like you are the adult I need for this. And she said, I don't think anyone has said that to me before. <laughs> and basically I said, it'll make sense in a moment. And then I, I explained my thing and it was an idea I had. And I said, I'm not actually going to do it, but I really needed somebody to appreciate the idea before I scratch it. And she said, well, boy, howdy, was I the right adult? <laughs> oh, what did you say, Ashley? Boy, howdy. <laughs> that is what happens in my head every time I type that. I just, I just, boy, howdy. Wait, that's gotta, that's gotta be the episode name. Boy, howdy. That's gotta be the episode name. So, so yeah, but like you, sometimes you just know, like I would say out of my board of directors, my husband is probably the only person and he does not ever say no directly. He does tell me here's the downside you're not thinking of. And oh. then I am like, okay, I didn't think of that perspective before. And like my most recent example is I was getting frustrated because flight lessons are really expensive. So you have to take it slow if you don't have a bunch of cash on hand to pay for these. And I told him- was Someone fund I... Ashley. What's that? Someone fund Ashley. Oh, yes. oh please go, go follow my flight stuff and pay for my flight lessons. Um, and so I was like, I'm, I can get a loan and I can take out student loans for this. So you can take out student loans for flying. And I was like, and I can just blow through it and get it done. But it's a lot of money. And then, of course, when you talk about interest rates on top of it, it's just so much. And he's like, yeah, I don't know about spending $60,000 in loans for an education that you can only use for one specific thing. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, when you when you put it that way, not the best idea. But had he been like, no, I would have been like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need your signature. <laughs> yeah, that's a really that's a really good point. I'm going to be more mindful in that with it. I, I definitely am guilty of not saying enough words to get my point across a lot of times. And so that's really I actually I'm going to write that down whenever I listen to this back later. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, I the board of directors stuff. You know, it's 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 fascinating to me because I feel like I should have like a Rolodex, right? Like be like boom this, and like maybe it should be more organized. And like that's that like I was saying, like really why I wanted to kind of chew through this with y'all. But like I really believe it's a fluid thing. Like the yeah, more yeah. and more that we're talking about it, like it's really fluid. Um, and so how how I let's talk about like how would I actually how do you really decide who you're going to call whenever you need advice on um on not if you should do like do <laughs> like chase a goal but like a color choice of something yeah. I think I very much choose who I'm going to based on the genre of the question so the other day I had a, I had just a silly question about, I volunteered to do a bunch of cutting stuff for my son's school. And when I got it, there was no instructions. And I was like, okay, I think this is how I do it, but I don't know. And I don't want to mess this up because this is teacher material that she probably paid for. And so I took a picture and I sent it to a group chat where I know there's moms. Some people in there aren't moms, but there are. And I was like, that's the group of people I want to weigh in on this. Um, I just felt like they had the understanding of, that that weight of what it's like to take home something and try to help the teacher and be like, I don't want to mess this up. <laughs> and I can't get a hold of the teacher at seven o'clock at night. Um, so that's like an example of one genre of a question. And then if there's something that is very personal, like I'm going through something with the kids, it's my sister. Um, she's 100% on my board of directors for, uh, everything that's very family related. And it's such a special bond. I'm very glad that we have, and we were able to be so close growing up, but she's that person that I go to with that. And like, my husband is great. He will let me vent. He doesn't have the context to help me with those right. things. And he doesn't have the context to understand the gravity of being a mom sometimes. And those little decisions that can seem so minute and unimportant that just weigh on you for yeah. no, you know, you can't explain why. So yeah, yeah it's just like genres of questions. Cool. Yeah. So think about like, okay, so think about your personal board of directors, Ashley, and like not your husband and not like, you know, I know you are a, you know, your own boss. And so you don't really have like a manager. I'm my own board of directors. Yeah, you are. <laughs> like a work thing. But like, think about like, like people on your board and where did you meet them? And like, Katie, I have the same question for you too. Like where, where do you think you met them and how did you identify them at first? Like we talked about how like it's conversations over and over and over again, right? Katie, you mm -hmm. said of like giving them yeah. permission, right? Ashley, do you think you found yours similarly or, or, I, or did you, you know, put them through something similarly as like a vetting process or what does that look like? You know? So I, yeah. I know that like in our, in our real estate careers, there's classes that help you focus on this and help you write this out and try to figure out who your board of directors would be. And that's very heavy on like the work focus. And it's very easy to find people through work. Right. But mm -hmm. it's harder to find people outside of family and work. And, you know, you might have some close friends, and those people are people that sometimes don't fit as a board of director, um, which is challenging. I found people through hobbies. That is like the, just the general, like, where do you locate people? And then after that, it's just kind of 
being able to build beyond just a friendship and building a deep dive onto, do they have similar values as me? Because then I know that if I'm turning to them for questions, they'll be guided by the principles that I believe in. And I believe that relationships are nothing if you don't have similar values. Like they can never be deeper than surface level. Yeah. Yeah. I'm big on that when I'm talking with people. I ask like like big mission questions. It's like, I don't care who I'm talking to. I mean, it can be like the head of, you know, a large company or something, right? But it's like, I want to get belly to belly and, and see like passion in your eyes. And like that, it's, it's interesting. Like I, I connect to people's passion. Um, yeah. What about, I, what, what about you, Katie? Where, where did you yeah. identify your people? How did you? Um, I mean, I, I feel like I have vetting processes for everybody in my life. This is, <laughs> is there a Trello board? <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, I think it's a lot like you said with the values, right? It's like, people who I have similar values because you know that you can trust what they're saying is also going to speak to you. People who know my mission. I think it's people who like when I would talk through things, I respected how Mm. they handled it or what they said or whatever. I've also been pretty intentional for a long time about choosing people who are like ahead of me as well as alongside me. Um, so that there's somebody who can guide me because they've walked that path before. But then there's also people who understand like what I'm going through in the moment. And then also like people that so like somebody that mentors me, a partner, and then somebody that I mentor. Um, and so keeping that perspective on it kind of helps me figure out who they are and where they fall. I want to talk about that right there, because I think that that's how my board of directors shifts is it's my goals that change yeah. and like where I'm what what area of my life that I am like choosing to throw the most energy into at that time Mm -hmm. and it shifts. And then like Katie, one of the things I love about you is how intentional you are in staying in touch with people. And, you know, do you, do you feel like you kind of swap out your deck, you know, based on where you are and like you're intentional in that, or is it just kind of happen or not at all? Or does yours just Um, keep expanding? Yeah. So yes to all. Um, (laughs) So I would say it's no surprise that like I have people on smart plans, um, which if you're not in the real estate industry or sales industry or anything, that's where like a computer tells you who to talk to that day. Um, And I do it. Use for that. Like, do you just track it yourself, or is there like a program? Like, do you use a CRM? Mm Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Um. So like. It's not because I won't think to talk to those people. It's because like I value them so much that they get put into my priority list. So like I I have I have that, but then I think there's also like I do a lot of self-reflection on um like where I'm at and what I'm going through and what I can give to others. And I think that all of those things combined probably dictates where my energy focuses. So like whether I'm being super goal oriented or like if I'm in a funk, um, I'm definitely going to be leaning heavier on the people who I know expect gratitude from me and expect like these different things. I can be real with them about what's going on, but they expect me and will hold me accountable to doing the things that are going to get me out of that funk and taking action. Mm. Man. So it's like you're running into the fear or like, yeah, 
was talking about how she does. It's like you force yourself. It's like a cold plunge. Yeah. It's like you cold plunge your brain. And <laughs> Ooh. Like, that's really cool that you do that. I never, heck yeah. You know, I think I kind of do that too. I never thought about it like that. But that's like, yeah, because you know you need to reset, right? Like, you mm -hmm. need to get back on course. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Actually, what about you? Like, how do you, like, does yours just constantly keep going or have you shrunk it down at all along the way? Or what do you think? Yeah. So when I first sat down and heard about this board of directors thing, I had very poor relationships in general. I had not been great or intentional about keeping in touch with family when I had moved away. And like Katie referenced, you know, it's not so much that you don't care about people. So you have to be reminded to talk to them. It's that time passes quickly and we are all busy. And then on top of that technology, while it's great, I think gives us this false impression of connected because you're like, well, I know that I commented on so-and-so's posts and they had commented back and that gave me that feeling of connection. But it turns out that was actually two weeks ago and I haven't really talked to them since. So just in general, my relationships were very fragmented and I sat down to create this board of directors and was like, well, these are the people that are kind of just there. So I grabbed yeah, them and yeah. said, these are my board of directors. And it's not always easy when you don't have a plethora of relationships to recognize what's healthy and what's not. Mm -hmm. And that was really difficult because I had this person in my board of directors on my work life that I truly believed we were building something. We had the same values, that we had the same goals in mind. And there's just like one big evening that like, you know, sometimes somebody says something to you and you just have to accept that they chose to show you who they really are with that one statement. And mm -hmm. it's not easy because you don't want to believe that about somebody sometimes. But there's one statement that stuck out because we tried to patch things up and it just wasn't working for me because I just knew it in my gut, in my heart. But there's one statement that when people say it now, I recoil because to me it is manipulative often. And so if somebody says, I just want what's best for you when I'm speaking to them, they're not my board of directors. They're not a person I want anywhere near me to be honest. So, you know, and, and I understand there's probably a line, like if you're really actively in a place of self-harm, um, but to be like, I really want to start a animal rescue. And someone's like, mm, I just want what's best for you. It's like, mm, no, get away from me. So, yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, it's interesting though. It goes back to the idea, like where I recoiled when I heard someone say, Oh, I know what's better for them than they do. Right. Yeah. I know it's better for people than they do. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and sitting with that. And it's cool that you sat with, with that thing there and you're like, okay, no, this is it. This is the boundary there with me. To, to, you know, with that, with exit out. Okay. So, yeah. um, so that happened for sure. And that's definitely, I think a whole attitude, right? Cause Katie yeah. and I both recoiled as well. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys couldn't see it, but their faces yeah. really twisted up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that was not cool. I would have responded very similarly of like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but okay. So besides like, insulting you right which is kind of what that was yeah is there is there any other time that you can think of that you've exited people yeah I've exited people for 
I want to say it's like a lack of vision. And it's sometimes it's, as I said, I'm always spitting out ideas. It doesn't always mean that I care to see them to fruition in any way. I just am excited about ideas all the time. <laughs> and sometimes when I find people that fit me on certain levels, but don't match me in the passion for ideas and for trying things, that is kind of a hard line for me of, you know, there's a certain, it's almost like a zest for life. And if yeah. you're like anti-idea, anti-passion, like I, I don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had one of your ideas get so big that like people who were big cheerleaders for you and then all of a sudden were like, oh, you're getting too big for your britches now, kiddo, cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I certainly have felt a weird dynamic as I've gotten further into the video creation world, I felt like when I was getting going and I was just starting teaching and kind of focusing on the basics, I had a lot of people that wanted to ask me questions and wanted to have me hear their ideas and were excited to see the things that I was doing. And then it crossed a certain threshold where I spoke at a conference and it felt like a total 180. And not to shift from my close friends or anything like that, but from more like the general people I was around, I was really surprised at how it felt like a pullback from support. And it felt like I became almost a target <laughs> in a way, like, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe part of it is your imposter syndrome kicking in being like, well, I wasn't really the person to speak on that. And people are feeling that. And that's what I'm sensing. So it, there's also like weird dynamics like that, but I 100% did feel like as I've grown in certain arenas, there's, I don't know if it's a jealousy component or what, but it feels like a shift. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Katie, I love your 36 point touch there <laughs> so much about it. And I, as I'm sitting here listening to Ashley, you know, answer that question I just asked, I am thinking about it myself. And honestly, I am so guilty of time, of mm. time being, you know, like, it's like, I almost can't help, but where go where my energy takes me, you yeah. know? And I feel like there are definitely people in my life that were huge, you know, sources of wisdom that I like, can't tell you the last time I talked to him. And that's, that's really heartbreaking because like I recall back, right? And I'm like, oh man, yeah. You know, and it's not that I, I wouldn't necessarily go to them for advice on something, but you know, at some point when so much time goes by, right? And that's what yeah. I love about how intentional you are with that. And I, I just want to, I really want to elaborate on it because it's my goal to have that. Y'all hold me accountable, but it's my <laughs> goal to have that knocked out by the end of the year to, to have my database filled and not just work, but also a personal sphere. You know, yeah. I moved back to New Orleans like a year and a half ago. And there, there are people here that I was excited to be close to again that I still haven't seen. You know, it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's not perfect. Like having a kid humbled me in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, and, and I will tell you that like, I spent a lot of time uh, where those touches to people that I wanted to talk to were gratitude texts for them giving me grace on like not mm. being a good friend and not being there as much as I should have 
or not initiating phone calls, like, you know, as often as I probably would have. Um, and you what just kind of get up and try you? again. Yeah. What does that turn into now? Right. Because I do that. Right. But I get stuck in a loop where then it's like, oh, I feel like I'm absolute, you know, dog poop because I send texts or I'm like, oh, I, you know, you are so great at this. Thank you for giving me all of this, you know, and and then if the person isn't immediately back to me, like, what are you, this, you know, whatever, then I'm like, oh, wow, you're just going to let me shit all over myself. (laughs) And then like, you just continuously do that. And then it kind of like helps it, it, it like reiterates the wrong story in my brain when I'm sending out the gratitude texts for grace. So like, I I think then you have to think about like, you have to journal it and deal with it internally because if you're sending out a gratitude text, you shouldn't need anything in return. If you want to apologize for being absent, then that's a conversation of like, hey, I'm, I feel really bad or I feel really poorly that I've been absent. I'd like to apologize to you, blah, 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 and have that conversation, like allow that space. But a gratitude text, like, so for me, one of the things that helps that's me. What I, I think that's what I'm talking about specifically with that. But I know you want to go with the gratitude text before you move on from that, because it's like, I know that I'm in like a thick season, but it's not ending anytime soon. Like it's going to take a while to like write the ship. Right. And so yeah. I think about people all the time and like, it's a constant argument in my head on whether or not I text them and I tell them that I'm thinking about them because I want them to know right. That I'm thinking about them and that they matter to me. And at the same time, I don't necessarily have capacity to like open up, you know, hours of revisiting with all of the people that I feel like I could send that text to. And so like, like, you so, so I, I find myself like not even sending that text at all because then it's like, what type of conversation am I going to have? Right. Um, I I don't know. Yeah. I think it's really easily summed up in a short sentence. Clear is kind. Yeah. If you are, if you are super aware of like your energy and your capacity and where you're at, I think that it's like, I send a lot of texts that are like, Hey, thinking of you, love you. Hope you have a great day or Hey, we'd love to catch up soon. Let's talk next week. Just wanted to say hi or whatever it is. Um, but I think that like you just clearly set the expectation of what that conversation is going to be. Um, you can still make the call or the text or whatever, you know, um, but clear is kind. You just tell them where you're at. If they're your yeah. friends and they deserve a I, spot on that list, they're going to understand. And then they would kind of like see themselves out, right? Like from the board of directors, like that's yeah. kind of the idea is like, because I have a hard time of, of mimicking people around me. Right. And like, Mm. it took me, I mean, you guys have been my friends for years, you know, for me to get to get to this, this point of, you know, what does biz really like and what does biz put up with and not put up with and, you know, all of that stuff and showing up. And so like with my, my board of directors, I feel like, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't think about how I've consciously changed it, like let people go, but there's definitely people that have are no longer sitting at that table yeah. um, and it's, it's very clear to me when I think about who I want to pursue 
um, to have set at mind, but not not the the leveling up, if you will. Um, and that's the language we use. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot. Um, with no. it, with the falling out, with the texting and the following up with it. So you're right. It is different than a gratitude text, the asking for grace, the, those texts. And you're, yeah, I, I appreciate that, Katie. Like, thank you for the little reminder that, that it is okay to continue to say things as long as you are coming from a place of kindness and like sincere, you know, whatever, then like, it's okay to put it out there and see how people respond and let that be their responsibility to do so like on the the burden of responsibility of interpreting that on that person, because you have to give yourself permission, right. To show up differently and change your mind at any point in time. And then those people have to decide if they're going to allow the, the different person in their life. Right. It's constant choices for all of us. And I think that that, um, I think that that's kind of the waters that I've been navigating without realizing it, which is, a lot of the way that my growth happens is continuously trying to level up my board of directors and <laughs> doing what they yeah. do. <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard because yeah. you're yeah. when you're trying to level up who you surround yourself with, you're also trying to level yourself up. And yeah. there's a lot of those fears of inadequacy that creep in and for anybody that is listening to this and is like, there's no way I have five people right now that I could turn to. And the idea of even creating five people I'm that close with sounds very daunting. That visualization of who your board of directors would be is so important because that's how you level up who you surround yourself with. If you look up and realize all of your friends spend all of their time and money on going out to bars and you are trying to get that promotion, you can't be showing up to work hungover Monday morning, then it's probably time to start visualizing what does Friday night look like for you coming up and who are the people you're surrounded with and what are the hobbies that you're doing? What are the things and the conversations you're talking about? And that's the first step because if you can't visualize who you need in your life, you can't find them. Well, you won't recognize them when you meet them. Yeah. And you know, the whole, the whole premise of the five stems from one, the grateful two, the passionate three, the inquisitive four, the highly driven and five, the inspired is, is how they break it down into core five. And like, we, we keep using a lot of things like synonymously in this conversation, right? Like board of directors, like core five, like, you know, whatever. But I I think it's, I think it's really interesting though, that it's, it's the five groupings, I think makes sense because we're talking about like groups of friends, right. In some ways too. And I think that, that sometimes like the group in itself can have those characteristics, you know, and to go to, um, And so, so yeah, so it's not, we're not saying that you need to have five people. Like you may only have three, you know, that are like whatever, but like you should have more than three. I think, I think you should definitely, I think you should have more than three. What do you, what do y'all think? But I think you don't necessarily have five. I think it's kind of fluid, but like for me personally, I would need more than three just to make sure that I'm not in an echo chamber, like for my own comfort level. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think three is kind of the basic bare minimum, 
I'm a big fan of keeping it in odds because then you always have somebody to be the tiebreaker <laughs> for things. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, I'm going to have four. And then, you know, if you come to them with something and two people are saying, yes, this is great. Two people are saying, no, this is terrible. It's hard to work through that. Um, yeah. So I, I'm a big fan of the odds, which is why I think four doesn't work. Three is your minimum. So five is really the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it is five. I'd be dead. I mean, yeah, I don't even, yeah. Yeah. Katie. So, so how many people do you think you're okay? I really love how you talk about the intentionality of that. And it is such like an honor for someone who knows as many people as you do that I'm sure like, I can only imagine how many text notifications you get a day. I mean, like seriously, <laughs> um, but like, you know, whenever you stop and you think about that, like to get an intentional text from you is awesome. And like, you know, it, it, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you say that every time I bring up this 36 point touch that it's to be intentional to make sure mm -hmm. that and like, I, I think that's super cool. I really do. And I, I, I wonder, I could almost see where people would be like put off by that if they didn't yeah. understand what it was for. And that's why I feel like that's why you're saying it every time we bring it up. And so I just want to really like expand on that. That's like when you've got your core five or your board of directors, like be intentional about talking to them, you know, yeah. or be intentional about continuing to look for new people. You know, and like, if you don't make time for that, like it doesn't happen. Yeah. So here's, here's the thing. It happened really organically because I, like I took a year where all I did was travel around and meet people to find referrals for my real estate business for the team that I was on. And so I was meeting a lot of people all the time. And so I had to follow up with them because, you know, I was in Dallas at the time. There's a million agents there. And so I was like, well, I have to really be on my game and like, <laughs> become fast friends with these people if they're going to think of me. And also like, I just really like people. Um, and so it was basically like, okay, how do I become friends with them fast? And I thought about like my ideal, you know, communication with friends and kind of put it into a plan that would automate it for me so that it would remind me like, Hey, you need to talk to this person. Part of it was also because I was traveling so much. I wasn't always in like my normal routine of, you know, get up, do my thing, go to the office, sit there with a clear head. It's like, okay, I'm going to have to shoot off 50 text messages while I'm sitting at the airport, you know? Yeah. And so I just need something to tell me who to, who to call. And it worked really well. And so I started um, putting some of my friends on that list, uh, partially because some of them I also wanted to be doing business with, but because it became like, I lived and breathed by my calendar and by that to-do list. And so I wanted to be sure that like, when the day came to a close, I talked to people who I really wanted to talk to and that I had made the people in my life feel loved because if I'm getting business deals, but the people who matter to my heart don't feel it from me, then like I'm doing something wrong. And so basically me putting them on a plan gave them priority in my calendar of like my, my communication never, like it might get moved around on my calendar, but it's never, ever deleted. So when I put you in there, it means that you're enough of a priority that like you are on my absolutely, this will happen today. Um, like I said, since having a kid, a lot has changed because, you know, some days I don't get a clear head until 1145 and it's not that clear at that point. Um, so it's not, it's not quite as much as it used to be. And another thing is that like, I really, really, really like 
truly one of my favorite thing is connecting people um, because I like to know them, but also, man, when I can connect somebody with someone else who can help them or they share something in common, it makes me so happy. And in order to do that, I have to know a lot of really cool people. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, how do I go meet all these people and get to know them so that I know who can help them or I know who they can help? How do I do that? And the only way to do it is to be in communication with them. And my brain doesn't work well enough for me to just remember to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's so important with the calendar thing. Like I just got a, a Calendly which like is an app and it's amazing because I have appointments with people in all four time zones in this country all the time. And <laughs> I like make mistakes um, on Zoom time zones all the time. And so I made this Calendly and I went a little crazy with a different appointment like opportunities for people. But there's even a 15 minute like biz, I need you. And I send that out to even my friends and my family. And I am like, yo, like, this is how you really get my attention. Yeah. And, but it was like a learning curve and I, I felt bad about it at first. And they were like, really? And I'm like, no, you like, you got to understand that like, this is good. Like I am giving <laughs> you the keys to the kingdom with, yeah. this, you know, like this isn't like, you know, and, but it's hard. Right. Like, and I, I yeah. definitely, I definitely faced some friction. And then at the same time, like there are other people who I sent it to them once and now like they just show up on my calendar and I get excited <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I get to talk to Kim, <laughs> you know, like um, that kind of thing with it. And so it's, it's but you're right. Like, I mean, I, I, I am already, you know, living out these examples of, of doing things that, that make everything. And then the people, you know, show up or they don't, you know, and that's okay. Like that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that that, like, I mean, we say it all the time, right? Like your business grows to the extent that you do, you yeah. know? Um, and I think that, that that's, you know, all of this is, is just part of that larger conversation. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about your business grows to the extent that you do, but in reality, everything grows to the extent that you do the depth of your relationships. It's mm -hmm. up to you. And for people that aren't in real estate and are like, I don't understand 36 touch CRM. This is all a little oh, foreign yeah. to me. I, I know we probably don't have a ton of people that are, have no idea what we're talking about, but for anybody that might not know what I liken it to outside of the sales world is your address book of people that you're going to send your holiday cards to and yeah. making sure like you probably have that in your calendar that if you're going to send out a holiday card in December, you need to have your family photo done by this date in November to give it to the printers, to get the cards and the addresses all done, to get everything printed and sent and packed up in time to get delivered. And it's that intentionality. Nobody looks at doing that with holiday cards and goes, boy, I must not care about these people if I need to put this much effort into sending them a card. But it's yeah. not about the effort is based on your relationship and your caring your effort is based on the fact that you're a human who can make mistakes. Our brains cannot remember everything. And if you want to be intentional and impactful about things, you have to do it intentionally. Yeah. yeah. And just to go ahead and say the definitions, when we're saying 36 point touch, it's that you touch a person 36 times intentionally in a year. Um, so that's three times a month, one way or another is what that is. And then a CRM is of course, like a client relationship manager software system, like basically an online Rolodex. 
Yeah. Um, Who's got some hype? I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, Katie. We didn't. Yeah, Katie. Katie what's your that something exciting, and I want to hear it. I have. I have. Well, it's just an update. So, back on like I think our first episode, we talked about girl mathing an espresso machine. Yeah, did she buy? It? Did she buy it? And I got a text message from her the other day <laughs> that it went back on sale even lower, so she yes! bought it. <laughs> Oh, way to go. Way to go. So oh. Audrey, Audrey, I will be expecting some fancy coffee when we come visit. Screw that. I'm going to send you a frother. I mean, a, a spurry thing. <laughs> I say that. I don't really know how much frothers are. We could girl mad it later. It might be a cookie shaped like a frother. They're like but five bucks. Something's coming your way. Okay, just kidding. Yeah, girl, we got you. <laughs> yeah, girl, we got you. Um, but no, we should. We should. We should like I'm gonna be dazzle something. If you (laughs) you girl math and you like submit a girl math thing and then you buy it, I will buy you an accessory and personally bedazzle it for your girl math. Uh, Oh my gosh. That is so exciting. I want to be yeah no then i get to be creative too see look at this yeah problem solving this that's amazing <laughs> great job good decisions audrey good decisions <laughs> I, I was like i can't wait to tell them <laughs> <laughs> and good job on keeping that because i probably would have texted it out immediately <laughs> it was just real talk yeah I, I legitimately have a screenshot of it because my very first reaction was like, well, I have to tell them. I know you can drop that in our chat now. Okay, thanks. Um, and then I was like, no, 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 I'll save it. I'll save it. It'll be so good. Well, I um, I have to also say, like, before we, we or as we wrap up this, this conversation with it is... Um, you bitches never, you better never let me uh, fall behind. <laughs> I actually, no. listen, yeah. I had, I had this conversation very recently with somebody who's in my five and um, it was an example of somebody who isn't in ours. And I said, if I am ever slipping from that place in your life, please, at least let's have a conversation. Like, I'm not going to hold somebody hostage, but like. Does it mean that I'm slipping or our goals don't align or whatever? But I was like, if I'm losing my spot, please let's at least talk about it. You know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I never, I wasn't alluding to that angle as like no. how <laughs> when I said it, but that's a really good point. I, I want to go back to that. But what I was saying is like, I consider y'all such like rising water and like the accountability. It's like, you know, don't ever like, don't like y'all continue to hold me accountable is, is like what I was saying with that. And like, you're really right though. I I think that's a little comma PS. (laughs) (laughs) You also let's have that conversation if, and when, um, but no, I never thought, I never thought to be intentional about that conversation in those moments, mm-hmm. which is really weird. Cause I'm usually the one that's like awkward and calls out like, Oh guys, look, we're having a great time right now. Look at this good <laughs> conversation we're having. We're so good. Let's make it awkward. 
like that's like my superpower, right? And it's so funny that I never thought to consider that before. <laughs> yeah, like Katie can't even speak. Yeah, I just ruined it. You guys, I literally will do this at any point. Like I've probably done it to you before if we've had this guy. If you've ever talked to me in person, yeah, probably done it to you. You know when I'm having a good time because I tell you. (laughs) That was so funny. (laughs) I mean, I know myself. You know, I've I've done the work. I just, you know. know, I just feel like people that don't have quirks, I can't connect with. Because, like, there's just nothing interesting and memorable about being quote-unquote normal. (laughs) and like uh, your quirks are so endearing and i love them (laughs) that's how you make friends guys thanks (laughs) (laughs) you gotta let your freak flag fly (laughs) yeah i love (laughs) y'all love you i love you you know what this did you guys see the post today on one of the facebook groups that was like it was from an anonymous person and their feelings were hurt because they went to lunch with a bunch of real estate agents and yes so this did did you see it biz no what okay give me the rundown they went to lunch and they were with four other realtors i think and then a builder and their feelings were hurt because the other realtors were having conversations together and kind of not including them in the conversation And they felt really left out and they ended the post with the question, how do I become the most interesting person at the table? And I was like, oh my gosh, I know exactly how they're feeling. They feel inadequate because whatever the conversation was, the people had a broader depth of experience or we're talking about things that that person couldn't speak to. And so they felt like the problem with them was that they weren't interesting enough. And I have so been there. And that is why I always recommend that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Like until my dying breath, bury me with that book. I love it. And so I commented because there's people being rude, obviously, because it's Facebook. What else do people have to do with their day? But I commented and I was like, you do not need to be the most interesting person at the table. You need to be the person most interested in other people. And so like when you're asking, how do I find my, how do I go out and find my people? Or yeah, I go to a book club, but you know, I've never really connected with people. I joke about saying like, let your freak flag fly, but totally be who you are because putting up a front is not going to help you find and connect with your true top five people and stop worrying about yourself. I do it so much easier said than done. I obviously still do it. But to go into a group and not think about yourself and only think about other people and think about the things that they're saying and how interesting they are and how you can learn more about that will like totally change the conversations you have. Yeah. And if you're scared to think about it that way, just challenge yourself to take fear out of the equation and ask yourself the question again. And what would you do? Mm -hmm. That's what I've been doing a lot lately. And um (laughs) That's shout out to my friend Kirkland. He challenged me with that a couple of weeks ago. And I mean, it's just over and over and over again. But like what you're talking about too, it's like finding your, your whatever. And so like, don't be scared and then do it. <laughs> See yeah. what happens, you know? Wow. That was a really, that was a great conversation, guys. Like, thank you for holding my hand through the exercise that I, uh, <laughs> that I made myself that I said I was going to do. I've got a lot that I'm going to journal through. Um, as soon as we get done with this and I, I can't wait to listen to it back and 
and hear all of our feedback from all of our friends. And uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us, y'all.